What? Over? Did you say over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! It's not over. As you heard in the previous segment, Tyler McComas drops his crystal ball saying David Hicks is going to sign with the Oklahoma Sooners tomorrow. not put that out there in the atmosphere. Okay, I got enough crap yesterday. Today's been a good day. Let's keep it rolling in the holidays, please. I don't need that. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, I don't know. But if it does happen, yes, credit me first, please. Credit me right. first if it does happen. But if it doesn't, never said it. Right. Yeah. Boy, that would be uh, that'd be the cherry on top, wouldn't it? Um, that would send some uh, shockwaves through through the college football world if Oklahoma were to uh, also flip a, a a top defensive lineman late in the class, late in the action. Who um, you know they felt really good about previously, committed to Texas A and M. Uh, a flip late with that player who a lot of people have said is, you know, one of those generational type defensive linemen. So um, I personally don't know much about him, but that would uh, that would be something uh, something special if they were able to add him late. But I would not bank on that. That would just be something that would be a, a big bonus. I don't know. I don't know how the staff feels about it or people around the program. If they feel like they've got a legitimate chance or not, I have no idea. Oh, you made a big deal out of the whole Peyton Bowen thing before it even happened in terms of, like, the uh, clues and hints that they were putting out. And maybe it's happened for another recruit. I mean, it's not like they've been on, you know, in Norman for five years now, but I don't remember them making as big of a deal about an individual player as they did for Peyton Bowen. Now, it's... The day after signing day and everyone across the country was kind of paid att- paying attention to it. But, I mean, from Brent Venables to Jay Valai to Lee Davis, um, their staff was laying on the hints <laughs> pretty thick early on today that this is going to happen, which I thought was pretty interesting. I don't know if you found that interesting or not, but I sure found it interesting. So what you're telling me is tomorrow if – if they feel like they've got a chance at David Hicks, you may start to see some things percolating a little bit on the uh, Twitter timeline. I'll be looking for Brent Venables to tweet out that OU poker chip again and send the uh, 6-9 out there, yeah. which we haven't figured out if 6-9 is supposed to signal like a flip or if it was a Galatians 6-9. Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. I'm going to go with he was referencing Galatians 6-9. But, yes, I'll be watching out for those things tomorrow, I guess. There we go. I like it. Well, um, I don't know. If the class is locked in and this is what we get, top five um, recruiting class, got to be happy with it. You know, we've talked about the balance, just incredibly balanced. Uh, all positions, offense, defense. Uh, you've got skill players in there. You've got a quarterback. You've got secondary players, backers, uh, rush and, and defensive linemen. Some really good-looking offensive linemen players as well. 
uh, yeah, man, it just it looks really good. You've bolstered it with uh, already some good transfer portal news, what, four players in the transfer portal, uh, some positions yep. of need, and um, you've also added some preferred walk-on spots that are, um, you know, that going to continue to help the locker room, and, uh, and you can build on that. And as we know, we saw last year with Gavin Freeman that there's still an opportunity for those guys to find their way on the football field right out of the gate. So good stuff all the way I around. I just think you got I just think you got what you've been asking for for a while now with the recruiting class. And not that people weren't excited at the time about three five-star receivers and a five-star quarterback, but when you really started to pay attention to how you were losing in these college football playoff semifinal games, everyone kind of arrived on the same page of, "All right, this elite offense is nice, but we've got to start we got to find a way to start getting elite defensive guys. Well, this class resembles one that Alabama and Georgia and Ohio State would put together, not in terms of ranking, but in terms of, like, where the bulk of your class, like the position breakdown, I guess. Like, this is the class in the makeup of what you've been asking for for several years now. It looks like a, it looks like a, a Bama, Georgia, that type of class for – the balance on both sides what percent of our listeners and maybe they can tell us on the text line who they would want to start like just as things sit right now knowing what we know would you prefer to start off game one of next season with jackson arnold at your quarterback position or dylan gabriel what do you think the fans want Really? You're going to open up this can today? Well, I just, I'm just curious. We're about to go in the holiday. Wait. No, it'll get Max reaction. I mean, it's it's a great question in terms of that. Um, I I feel like I feel like Jackson Arnold might win out on this one, like 60-40, maybe even uh, more than that. A little bit of recency bias going on. Six and six season, and now we've got an exciting recruiting class. You feel like that momentum would carry – Jackson Arnold to the winner's circle? I I just like Jackson Arnold, no question. Healthy DG. There's your first two. Jackson Arnold, one thousand percent. That's from Sooner Soldier. So Jackson Arnold already has the early lead. Two for two? Uh well two for three so far. JFK, uh three for four now. Gabriel start and JFA get meaningful backup snaps. Lags 32 says Dylan Gabriel. Um, so, yeah, Gabriel's going to – or, excuse me, um, here, here's one for General Booty. JFA, uh, DG, I want Arnold to be able to keep his red shirt. Well, we'll see if that happens regardless if he's the starter or not. Most Looks like most. The early lead here, the early poll, says uh, Jackson Arnold should be the starter. Yeah. Side unseen. Now, things can change. And obviously, if uh, here's the thing, man. If if he's the better quarterback, and it's apparent in spring football and through the summer and through training camp, I don't think they'd have any hesitation to playing Jackson Arnold as the starting quarterback. You think None. you no hesitation whatsoever? None. Like a quarterback Zero. that's been in the system knows the system. If you you think if Arnold's better, he'll be the one that starts. I hope I hope that's true. Absolutely. 
I hope that's true. Now, if, be true. If, Dil- if Dylan Gabriel had just gone, you know, 12-2, and two, right, we won the Big 12 or something, like, I, obviously you're going to give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt, right? But you just went 6-6. Six and six. You have no room to screw around. You play your mm-hmm. best player out of the gate. 100%. Now, the chances of that being the case, at least in my opinion, someone with better knowledge of it would tell me that I'm stupid. Jackson Arnold's by far better than Dylan Gabriel today, and he'll have the starting job by the end of spring. Like some, like that may be the case. I don't know. But I, I, just, I don't believe that they'll be mucking around at all on, on this situation. Don't, I don't believe it at all. Uh, I, there's just we're like we're like, we're in a dead heat right now. There's been about 75 texts that have rolled in, probably more than that. And I'm trying to keep like a rough tally here, and I feel like we're like we're dead heat here. Too close to call so far. Um, yeah. But this one says, "Been in a damn meeting all day long." Is Peyton Bowen coming to OU? Yes, Peyton Bowen has signed his uh, national letter of intent to come to OU. So you can. You can stop worrying about that one. It happened. It was a crazy day. It's been a crazy 24 hours. But one that, and, and, and we said this earlier, a recruiting battle, a crazy recruiting battle for a five-star that you finally were on the right side for. And I know OU recruiting fans are saying, thank God, finally that's happened. Um, Who let me read in it. the <laughs> hell schedules a work meeting whenever Peyton Bowen hasn't signed his national letter of intent yet? I, I, I don't know, man. It's a great question. Forget it being Thursday right before the holiday weekend, but, yeah. Yeah. Priorities, please. I don't know. That, that person probably apologize doesn't even donate they... to the NIL fund. You know, that's what it sounds right. like to me. It sounds like whatever company you work for needs a massive uh, NIL donation for that hog wash. Mm-hmm. Uh, DG the starter. People need to respect give Arnold time to develop. Yeah. Uh, only people that want freshmen to play are people that have no idea about football. DG starter next year. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the uh, that's the side unseen. Uh, that's, that's my default position always. But there are instances where guys are clearly better than someone else and have – it whatever it is and you got to play him right and jackson arnold maybe that guy i don't know but i think i think one of the best things that's going to happen from getting jackson arnold is being able to open up the quarterback running game with dylan gabriel hope so yeah um because gabriel actually um you know, for, for what we thought he was going to be as an overall player, and I guess people's expectations were different, but some might say, well, he didn't live up to the expectations that, you know, I you know of what I had for him his first year as a starter. Now, the expectations for quarterback are crazy around here, but all that to say, I, I did think he exceeded expectations running the ball when he was given those opportunities. I did not think that he would be – as good of a runner as he was this year. I didn't think he would be bad, but he gave OU more in the run game than I thought that he would. Well, if, if and, folks... And if, if it's opened up even more, that's something to be excited about. 
if folks say that Dylan Gabriel did not exceed expectations, I would follow that up by asking, did the offensive line exceed expectations? Did the wide receivers exceed expectations? No. That's a really big part of of what it takes to play high-level quarterback. And I think it's a no on both of those. And I think that that was the biggest thing that affected Dylan Gabriel. Now, I think the offensive line was – I think the offensive line was – they weren't terrible. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like, they did not exceed expectations, but they didn't fall massively short of expectations. Frankly, um, I didn't know what to expect until, you know, oddly I heard in training camp that the offensive line was the strength of the team. Like, that was – remember that show. That was like the shocking thing to me is to hear overwhelmingly – the, the offensive line was the strength of the football team, and it never really came to fruition. Now, there was a lot of reasons. Early on, Wanya Morris wasn't playing, right? He was out for several games. And I think that, you know, that kind of set, I think it set the whole offensive line back because they didn't get into their, their like, their true configuration until what, like four games into the season? I mean, that's a third of the year. Oh, if that's, if that, yeah. Um, I love this text. Hey, two star Teddy, what's it like to stir the pot this bad? <laughs> I know it's Peyton Bowen Day, and Teddy just wants to throw out, hey, you should be the starting quarterback next year. I mean, the text line blew up, so I bowed down for you for that. But what do you yes, mean? Is that we're stirring about to the head pot? into our holiday weekend. I- Oh, hell yeah, it's stirring the pot. You knew what you were doing. What do you mean? I, I'm just <laughs> asking to see what fans think. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I well, think hey, if, you I got think what Dylan you were Gabriel, looking for. If I was stirring the pot, I would say that Dylan Gabriel is, is not what the coaches thought he was going to be. One of the reasons they were so adamant about landing Jackson Arnold was because they think that he can overtake Dylan Gabriel as the starter right out of the gate. Like if I said something like that, that would be stirring the pot. All I'm doing is just asking people's opinions. Sight unseen. What do you think? You Who go. should be the starter? You heard it here first. Uh, Teddy Lehman puts in a crystal ball that they recruited Jackson Arnold oh, because please. they don't think Dylan Gabriel's very good. Please. That's what Not I heard. the case. I don't know. I'm this telling you right now that I believe Dylan Gabriel is going to be the starter next season. Not just the starter opening day, but I believe he will start all 15 games next year. If Teddy's a two-star, give us more two-stars. Yeah. Uh, Teddy, coldest game you ever played in? Green Bay. Uh, it was the final game of my rookie season in, in Green Bay. So it was like, I think the game was like on January 3rd or something like that. The, so the you had a playoff contention and still had to play in that. Ugh. Yeah, it was actually really fun though. But it was—I um, want to say—the temperature of the game. It wasn't horrible. It was like, I think it was like right around twenty degrees, but the wind was blowing so hard that it just—it felt like a 
like like uh, you were getting burned on your skin. And I did the stupid thing of you know not wearing any sleeves or anything out there. Just incredibly Shit. stupid. Fake tough guy. <laughs> yeah, fake. Live and learn. I, as soon as I walked out of the tunnel for warm-ups, I was like, what the hell? There's no way I can stay out here for four hours. Hmm. Bad. Brutal. What's up, guys? I heard that high school early enrollees can play in the bowl game. That's too early for these guys to make a difference, but I think transfers with experience could. Are transfers allowed to play in the bowl game? Like, portal guys that you just got? No. And the high school early enrollees can't play in the bowl game either. <laughs> Would Hoot. make for a more interesting bowl season, but no, that's that's not how it goes at all. Dude, you need to really start to eliminate some of your information sources. Uh, if someone told you <laughs> that high school early enrollee guys can play in bowl games, I you you just you gotta you gotta cut that source yeah. of information out. I've never heard that one before. I, I We have gotten the question a few times about, hey, can these portal guys that you just added play in the bowl game? I I mean, I I can't really see, like, why you would ask that, but okay. But the high, the early enrollee for high school, yeah, I've never heard that one before. That one's that one's pretty out there. Right. Um, uh, where did you get that? Where did you get that one from? I'm, I'm curious. Yeah. You, like, if you're early, you're early enrolled for the spring semester. And the spring semester doesn't even start until, like, you know, what, the 10th or 12th of January or something like that usually, isn't it? So. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, By the way, OU was labeled as a signing day loser coming into today along with uh, USC and Notre Dame. CBS says, speaking of losses, the Sooners were hoping to serve as beneficiaries of Peyton Bowen. Instead, they watched as there wasn't even a hat on the table for Oklahoma, while Bowen chose Oregon. To make matters worse, they were the presumed leaders for Tassili Akana, only to see him spurn the Sooners in favor of Red River rival Texas. So, hey, maybe they were a signing day loser, but they're sure the winner today, the day after signing day. And I'll take it. No, Peyton Bowen's were- coming to OU. They were not a signing day loser. Um, even before Peyton Bowen um, flipped back to Oklahoma yesterday, they had the number eight class in the country, and that like last year, I think they had the number eight class as well. But this class, points wise, was far ahead of last year's number eight class. So they already had Correct. a really, really good class. It was not. Like, yeah, they missed out signing day on Peyton Bowen, a guy that a lot of people felt strongly was coming to Oklahoma. That didn't happen on signing day. It happened a day later. But, I mean, come on. Right. Was Notre Dame a signing day loser? Probably. Hopefully they were listed on there as a loser. Yeah, well, yeah, Notre Dame and USC were the other two schools listed, which, as we pointed out, uh, one guy said basically that you can't get elite talent here and – well, they have their like highest recruiting ranking in the modern era, the first full cycle after that guy leaves. And that guy, I think, has the number 15 overall class at the mecca of college football, as he uh, as he referenced it as. Are so, they? Just interesting. What is, is the OU Twitter troll army all over USC since we signed a top five class? It, um, I think that there's some of that. It's not. 
as much of a thing as I thought there would be. I think everyone's just so overjoyed about the Peyton Bowen thing that once they calm down, they'll realize what you just said and direct all of their Twitter hate towards USC again, like normal. So yeah, yeah, yeah give it give it a day or two, and that that'll be the case. <laughs> we got to we got to wait for everyone to settle back into their normal routine of bashing USC. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's it's beautiful. awesome, man. It's great. I love it. That's beautiful. My question to you is, what's going to happen at running back in this bowl game? Uh, you'll have Javante Barnes, running back number one, and you'll see a little Gavin Sawchuck as well, I would think. I'm kind of excited you, about that. But it, How quickly this year are you going to announce that Javante Barnes is the best running back on, on the roster? <laughs> Dude, I might do it in the uh, second quarter of the Cheez-It Bowl if it works out that way. I could see Stay tuned. I could see Javante Barnes ripping off a 45-yard touchdown run and I queue up the Twitter machine and there's Tyler. I think it's safe to say we found our RB1 for the 2023 season, right? The question in the offseason is not who's running back 1 but who's running back 2. Yeah. <laughs> I could see that yes, too. Yes. I love it. Absolutely hey, and you know what? If it, it. if it means he rips off a forty yard run in this game, I'll 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 take I'll take one for the team and do it. Yes, I, hey, I hope what that you, happens. You think we should just do an hour straight of radio, or should we get to a timeout here? We're around ten minutes past our mark for a timeout. Let's go ahead and take a break. I am at All the right. Riverwind Casino, New Year's Eve, hundred sixty five thousand dollars in cash and bonus play. Come uh, join us out here at Riverwind for your chance to win on New Year's Eve. There you go. Keep hitting the text line, 651-3439. We'll be back. Final hour of The Rush on this Thursday. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. We are off the air tomorrow. We're going to enjoy the holiday weekend. But we're back on Monday to talk about this 2023 recruiting class. It's currently ranked number five. And next week will be game week. The Cheez-It Bowl, one week from today. It'll be OU and Florida State. I'm seeing Florida State minus nine currently for that game. So we'll see what the spread does over the weekend. OU gets Peyton Bowen today. They also get a transfer portal safety, Reggie Pearson from Texas Tech. Uh, 174 career tackles, one year of eligibility remaining, two-year starter at Texas Tech. Do you know much about this uh, addition of Reggie Pearson today from Texas Tech? Not a whole lot. I know that on his – twitter whenever he announced it it had his highlight video and in his highlight video there's several plays of him blowing up oklahoma players so maybe that's a good sign <laughs> yeah i don't know i, I know yeah including some, some including added, your quarterback unfortunately yeah added depth and experience at the safety position i think is a good thing um you know it, it's never bad safety is a place where a lot of times you see inferior athletes play because of superior knowledge, experience, and understanding of how the defense works. So I think it's good to add a guy that's got a lot of, a lot of play, uh, playing time under his belt. Do you feel the recruiting momentum right now? Did OU get quite a bit after flipping Peyton Bowen today? Or were we just all really happy and in the moment? What do you mean Momentum. Well, I mean, is there some positive recruiting momentum 
that they are going to take advantage of. I, I'm I'm just one that thinks that recruiting momentum does matter or can matter at least. And if you can just really get the ball rolling, that I don't know, maybe it helps you get someone else in recruiting. Um, is that you? I, I, like, like, is you're referencing you, David Hicks no, who signs tomorrow? No, I'm not. I am asking well, you if they if you feel the recruiting momentum right now. Well, I think that they're in a really good spot, but you know the 2024 class is is going to be the guys that they start really focusing on here fairly quickly, right? I mean, as you have the majority of this class is locked in. I don't know, maybe one, two guys left. That seems like maybe no guys left. What what are they at? Are they at 26 players right now? Is that right? 25. Well, they tw- 25. Yeah, like Chapman McCown is like he's not a scholarship guy. 25 scholarship guys is is what it is. So you probably have room for maybe one or two more, but I I don't know that those are guys that they're actually targeted trying to bring in and and they're just kind of in a waiting pattern right now. Like if they could bring in David Hicks, obviously they would bring him in. But I don't know how many more guys out there are like that. But, yeah, I would say that they've got good momentum. They just signed one of the best classes they've had in a really, really long time. I'd say that equates to good momentum. And there's great positions of need in there. you got a five-star quarterback. you got a five-star edge guy. you got a five-star safety. You've added a really highly recruited, uh, recruited offensive tackle to the mix uh, just below a five-star You've got a highly recruited wide receiver just below a five-star in Petaway. Like, there's some really, really good players in the class. So, yeah, I'd say that they've got some good momentum going. Okay. Let me ask you this. So it's been a few years since they've gotten a five-star defensive player. And I'm sure the negative recruiting that has happened with big-time defensive players and other schools towards OU is incredible. I mean, they've had plenty of ammunition, right? How big is it for the 24 class and maybe even the 25 class that OU has shown that they can get, commit, and sign five-star defensive players? Is that any factor at all, or is that like a um, something that they can use moving forward on the recruiting trail? Absolutely, it is something that they can use moving forward, and absolutely it is a recruiting tool. I think it's the... You know, if you've been a, a defensive guy and maybe you've liked Oklahoma in the past, there's just been that that reputation kind of overhanging the whole situation. Oklahoma doesn't play defense. They don't focus on defense. Just kind of been hanging there. So defensive guys, you know, the, the super high-ranked defensive guys haven't given Oklahoma much of a thought. But now that they've broken, broken across that barrier and signed some five-star guys, I think that's that's one of the first things you you've broken that taboo, right? Of, of big time players defensively uh, signing with Oklahoma. Now the next part is actually playing high level defense. And if you oh, yeah. are a current defensive player at the University of Oklahoma, and you're coming back next year, you're coming back the year afterwards. I think it also serves as a notice that this staff is bringing in players to replace you on defense. And they're going to do it through recruiting, and they're going to do it through the transfer portal. So if you want to hang on to your spot, if you want to continue to play, 
you better up your game big time because they're bringing in talented guys that are trying to undercut you. Breaking. Alabama just added another five-star to their already number one overall class. Five-star corner Desmond Ricks commits to Bama, the number two corner in the 23 class, picks Alabama over LSU and Florida. Alabama now has seven five-star commitments in their number one ranked class. Yikes. Am, Am I crazy? Don't they already have the number one corner? So did they get the number one and number two corner? Uh, let me check on that, actually. They got a couple five-stars yesterday. Um, seven five-stars, man. Jeez. They are really flirting with the highest-ranked class of all time. I don't know if they're going to get there. I forget what A&M's number was last year. But this is this is going to be like A&M, 330 is what A&M's was last year, what Alabama's currently is. No, Al- A&M uh, had 333 A- last year. Yeah, 333 last year. It was, it was up in 330-something number. Alabama's at 326 from what I see on now, but that doesn't have that new – That has this still has them at six five-stars, so maybe they will yeah. beat it. So they have the number one safety, the number one edge, the number two offensive tackle, the number two defensive lineman, uh, the number three edge, and the number three running back along with the number two corner now. So, Bama's and, not going and anywhere. And the number, Don't and think the number otherwise. four corner. <laughs> Woo. Well, oh my gosh. they had their most Dude. disappointing season in a while, and they may have had, like, Nick Saban's best class on paper. I am – I'm all the way – I'm all the way down to, like – I'm, like, 15 players deep almost before I found a guy that wasn't in the top ten – in his positions in the country, and it's a quarterback that's number 11. That's the first guy. The rest of everyone in front of that are in the top 10 in their position list in the country. Incredible. Wow. Yeah. Um, Including Cole Adams, Oklahoma kid, four-star wide receiver. He's kind of at the bottom of their uh, class in terms of, like, overall, but that that doesn't say anything about Cole. He's a really good player, and the fact that – he ranks that low in any recruiting class. Yeah, this one's this one's good, man. Yeah. Alabama has Bama twenty-seven. Number one class. Yeah, twenty-seven signed players, and of those twenty-seven, just one three-star. And it's a punter. Crazy. Nuts. Yeah. Four-star and above is All the. All right. Uh, well, there the you limit. go. Bama gets another five-star. I'm just happy with the three five stars. I'll take a fourth five star though tomorrow. That'd be all right. That could happen. Oh, look at that! I don't know who that's, I need to talk to, but that'd that's be great. hint hint number twenty five for Tyler there, suggesting Oklahoma's getting David Hicks tomorrow. He must have some inside information, and maybe yeah. after this quick timeout, he'll let us in on some of that uh, inside <laughs> info that he's no, got. No, he won't. It's a great right. tease. Great tease. It's going to be an empty <laughs> tease though if you stick around for that one. Quick timeout, couple of segments left. Stay tuned. The Riverwind Casino and Hotel bringing the final hour of the rush. That's where I'm hanging out today. And guess what? On New Year's Eve, you can win your share of $165,000 in cash in bonus play from noon to midnight right here at the Riverwind Casino. Does anyone have the current forecast in uh, Fort Worth, Texas? I cannot believe that Baylor yeah. and Air Force 
are about to play a football game in this. What's the temperature down there? Uh, let me scan. I know I've got Fort Worth. It's like in my game phone. time weather. Fifteen degrees is what the ESPN app says. Yeah, Dallas is fifteen, but the wind is blowing down there. Uh, feels like negative one in Dallas. So it's got to be sweets. Oh my God! It's negative thirteen degrees in Ames, Iowa, right now. Whew. That's not a wind chill either. Huh? Wind chill. I like how you randomly came across Ames, Iowa, and we're talking about Fort Worth. Must have been saved well, in your weather app. Or I've, something. Yeah, I've got all the Big Twelve cities in my weather app. It's negative thirty-nine wind chill in uh, Ames. Brutal. <laughs> <laughs> oh god forget that man oh no thanks yeah imagine if ou was about to play air force tonight in the armed forces bowl not only would they be playing air force in the armed forces bowl but it would be uh like six degrees or whatever you said with the wind chill oh crazy 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 um like you've got to open up jerry's world and let him play there don't you isn't that the nice thing to do I don't care if it's a bowl game. Yeah, uh, yeah. Be, honestly, look, it is there's the nice going to be zero people in that stadium watching that football game. Play you at the Star. Well, Forget Jerry World. That's what I was about to say. Go play at the Just Star, the man. Practice facility. Let's go. Yeah. Um, Jay on the text line confirms. He says, "Yes, it is very balmy here in Des Moines." <laughs> uh, I'm sure that it is. Uh, let's see. Been traveling to Colorado today for a trip in the mountains. Had to get out a few minutes ago to check into a hotel, but wanted to tell you the news about our new safety commit is a great Christmas present. I won't be riding the Sooner Schooner, but I will be singing Boomer Sooner when I take a sleigh ride. This, there we go. This news today was a was a nice early uh, Christmas gift for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. It's the gift, you know, when you're a little kid and you uh, beg and beg and beg about opening one gift early and the parents finally after probably a couple of beverages and tired of hearing all the noise say fine you get to open one and that's what it was getting peyton bowen back is our early christmas present in my experience that gift is a ski cap which i think that peyton bowen is a little bit better than a ski cap but i see where you're going there or um a package of hanes socks and hanes underwear (laughs) yeah can't beat that one Cannot beat that one. I love today, man, that the Norman NIL Club, their uh, Twitter page was the first to tweet out that Peyton Bowen had signed his uh, had signed his letter of intent. And it was like two hours before he – like two and a half hours before he actually did. And everyone was like, there it is. All right, the Norman NIL Club is the one that broke it. And then ten minutes later they deleted the tweet. I'm guessing that they were told, uh, you know – pretty swiftly to take that one down but that made me laugh yeah pretty good uh they tried to break the news but were probably promptly told to, to take that down and then in case you missed it the ou women's soccer twitter account tweeted out a picture of uh, peyton bowen's girlfriend which honestly i feel like that tweet got more play than any of the others that we saw today that, that was that was brilliant whoever did that I'm so really impressed. good stuff good stuff um you know, I got to say, like, if you flip a couple of different places in 24 hours, you can't really be mad at someone else for tweeting out that you're signing somewhere, right? You've lost the you, – you've kind of lost the good grace situation of the fan base holding on to something and letting you have your moment to 
to release it, you know. So, um, but all is good. All is right in the world. Uh, Peyton Bowen signs at Oklahoma after what was, uh, I'm sure, crazy 48 hours for him. And I know there's people upset from Notre Dame, from Oregon, from Oklahoma, uh, you know, now happy at Oklahoma, but don't aim that at Peyton Bowen. We just, we don't know the full story. We don't know who and what was pushing and pulling him in all of these different directions, right? So, yeah, I mean, you could speculate, and it it seems like his mom was very pro-Notre Dame, and you know what? She wanted the Notre Dame degree, like, I, I can understand that to an extent, but, um, you know, Peyton Bowen, and credit to him for this, maybe more than anything. Sounds like when it came down to it, um, even after the announcement was made yesterday, he wanted to make his own decision. And he kind of, that's kind of what he basically said in that statement, right? Is like, you know, I just, OU is always pulling at him, and he's sorry for the way that everything went down yesterday, but... Here's my apology to both sides of Oregon and Notre Dame, but OU's where I always wanted to be, so I ultimately made that decision. And good for him because there's a lot of kids that get pulled in different directions and they end up going to the school that they don't really want to be at for whatever reason. Not Peyton right. Bowen. Yep. Nope. That's a good and I thing. Don't, you know what? Like, like again, like this is a recruiting story that we're going to be talking about for quite some time. But I don't. I'm not saying that he is worried about it, but he doesn't need to be worried about being labeled a drama queen or anything. I, I don't think that's going to happen to him. And if he comes out and plays well and is a really good player for o- OU, that's not going to be the first thing I don't think that people bring up when they talk about him. So he's he's all right. That w- It was a good statement, though. Right. No, I agree. And um, we'll see what people say about him as he uh, goes through Oklahoma. You never, you never know. Um, I feel like we've got a good fan base, but – it does not mean that they are not passionate and they get angry at times, right? Check Lincoln Riley's timeline right now. I don't know if he's tweeted anything, but just go take a pass through there. <laughs> People get angry. So OU yeah. has almost 10% of the top 100 players, according to 24-7 Sports. Not bad, gents. Yes. Hey, thank you to all of you that are saying a uh, or wishing us a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to all of you as well. The text line's awesome. You guys make the show what it is. Appreciate that very much. Um, this one, I'm trying to find the one where it says what the uh, temperature was today in Monta- Montana. I think they said negative 27 earlier today. Wow. Brutal. Which sounds fun, doesn't it? Yeah, it sounds horrible. It sounds yeah, um, Or Or had Bowen signed with us, with, would Akana wanted to be on board too? I think Akana no. was going to go to Texas. Montana Sooner says was negative 27 this morning. Oof. Yeah, here's the thing. Like, in Oklahoma, this is, it's, it's going to be really cold around here for, you know, a, a handful of days. And then it'll be like 80 degrees next week probably. Uh, that's how it rolls in Oklahoma. Montana, it's going to stay like this until April. So that's the difference between the two, you know. It just it never relents up north. Just brutal. All right, quick timeout, final timeout. We'll come back and wrap things up next. Tyler's out there at Riverwind. Uh, you can hit us on the text line, 651-3439. Stay tuned. All right, final segment of the week. 
wishing a Merry Christmas to all of the members of the Ref Army out there. Riverwind Casino and Hotel bringing you the final hour. I'm at Riverwind Casino today. Again, we're off tomorrow, but we're back on Monday. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, wishing you a very Merry Christmas. And before we get out of here, here's a question. What's the bigger upset? Peyton Bowen flipping today to OU? Or the New York Jets and the Jacksonville Jaguars playing a meaningful Thursday night NFL game in late December. What's the bigger upset? No kidding. Wow. Um, is is Trevor Lawrence threatening to become a, a serious quarterback in the National Football League? I think so. Look out for the Jags. Yeah. yeah. It's just good to, to, to see – a little bit different blood, some young quarterbacks starting to make their, their way. Jets are favored. I think what they're a two-and-a-half-point favored. There's going to be very minimal points scored in this football game. Very, very minimal. I think it's well, going to be a super low-scoring game. Yeah. Same thing with Baylor and Air Force, right? I can't imagine. The, Baylor was a five-and-a-half-point favorite. It's down to three-and-a-half. What's the over-under? Um, the over-under is 42 in this game. I'll take the uh, under Yeah, Four, in this weather. Over-under 42 minutes is how long uh, they play the game before <laughs> everyone says, let's just quit and get the uh, hell out of here. First one to ten scores. Yeah, that's what they yeah, should do. With, yeah, running clock the entire game. All right, that's it for us. You guys have been awesome. As Tyler said, Merry Christmas to everyone. You guys do so much for us, and we appreciate you. You drive the show. We're just along for the ride. Everyone go celebrate by having an ice-cold Pacifico.